Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does up. I'm your host, Tom. I really hope Jordan loves good. Grassy. And today we are going to be previewing the Packers Chiefs showdown, uh, which should have been the State Farm Bowl. It should have been Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, because we haven't seen them yet. And instead, uh, as of this morning, we will be seeing Jordan Love uh, going up against Patrick Mahomes. To help us break down this matchup, we got Ryan from RGR Football joining us today. Ryan, thanks for being on the show, bud. Thanks for having me, man. Maybe uh, maybe the pack will only win by 14 now. <laughs> yeah, like what? The, the, I want to just ju- dive right into this because going into this season, I was looking, I was like, okay, you, you had the Super Bowl, obviously, right? Yeah, the Super Bowl didn't work out so well. Patrick Mahomes had, you know, negative four seconds to throw the football, got banged around a little bit. The Buccaneers, you know, we were both victims of uh, of their reign. Right. And uh, then you go out, you get some offensive line acquisitions, you know, you build it in the draft a little bit, and it seems that you're locked and loaded to being like, all right, here come the Chiefs again. Like, you have two Super Bowl appearance, nearly three if it wasn't for D Ford, and it looks like you're about to do another one. So heading into this season, kind of like where is your head at? Because your your schedule is definitely harder, right? You were definitely supposed to go up against some tougher teams. Was there like any hesitation of like, all right, maybe we won't have as much success as previous seasons and we'll still make it to the playoffs? Or is this like come out of like nowhere? No, I mean, the expectation was when you looked at it, um, that especially early in the season, Cleveland was going to be a division leader and we were expecting the pack to be as well. It was all kind of like, let's get through the first six games and then hopefully they can get past the green Bay. And then, yeah. ah, the AFC West schedule should be all right. Now we're not so sure. If you look at what's going on, I mean, the defense who I feel like when I've talked to chiefs fans, they're like, you know what? They're passable. Like they're okay. Like, you know, like they'll, they'll get it done. They'll have like some big plays every now and then they'll do just enough a bend. Don't break kind of defense. But this year is like cataclysmically bad. <laughs> What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's really two things. I mean, they, they've been they've been a two-legged guy on the defensive side, right? A guy that can get you into the 20s in terms of rankings on the defensive side. Yeah. Well, you cut off one of his legs because there's no pass rush at all. And now he's hopping around like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, and there just isn't anything that they can do. A couple of faux pas on the coaching side. Um, sticking with an, an older veteran that really shouldn't be playing free safety. You pull him out. Dan Sorensen's been ridiculed on a lot of airwaves, I'm sure, yeah. on here as well. Um, he'll still play in the box some. As long as they keep him out of the back of the defense, there's a fighting chance. <laughs> you know, they made that switch. But it's been a little bit a little bit slow coming. Um, the coaching staff is a little bit waiting for what they want to happen to happen and not pushing the buttons to really push it forward. They finally yeah. got a little bit of pass rush the other night against uh, the Giants. Um, and turned what should have been a 20-point victory into a four-point victory, um, <laughs> or, or maybe two and a half, depending on how you look at it, right? Yeah. Um, so there's still there's still tweaks, a lot of tweaks to be done here, and a lot of guys that they're waiting to get back. They just brought in Melvin Ingram because that pass rush has to help support the back end by yeah. getting in somebody's face. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, at the defense, and then you're like, okay, because – originally like as you kind of went through this little bit of a slump i was like you know what they kind of remind me a lot of the 2011 packers like the 15 and 1 packers who your chiefs were the one in the 15 and 1 
in which like their offense was like going to be unstoppable. Their defense was going to be like hot garbage. But if you were scoring 30 to 40 points every game, it really didn't matter. And now you look at the offense and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. Like this is something different. You first like start with the bills game and then can't really get anything going in the second half. You look at the Titans game and you're like, Oh, hold on one second. And even like some of the mistakes and turnovers that are being made against the giants, this is very uncharacteristic. Like when it comes to the chiefs offense, do you have kind of like any explanation to why it just seems like there's, there's just some out of syncness that's going on. There's one in particular and everybody likes to point to it as like the big building them up kind of thing. But I look at the offensive line like this, and whether you have kids or you are a big kid, you know when you first open that cellophane and and all the Legos have that really crisp edges to them, they don't quite all fit together? It's true. That's kind of where we're at. We got to break them up, build a couple of things, break them back down, put them back together a few times, and maybe they'll start to uh, mesh a little bit more. All right, so like you look at Patrick Mahomes, right? I'm, I'm not going to even talk about TikTok, but I'm, so, I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even going to go anywhere near it. <laughs> But like the whole media is just like, oh, well, there's there's problems going on outside of football, whatever. But Patrick Mahomes, like the turnovers, like how many times did you hear to start the season? Like hasn't thrown a single like interception in September. And now all of a sudden, Mr. Patrick Mahomes throws some interceptions. Is all he, of them. Yeah. Like just he's just like all the picks. There you go. Zach Wilson's just like, phew, I just need some of this pressure off of me. Like in terms of Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's still great. He's going to be a phenomenal player. Like people are saying he's got the yips. People are just saying like it, it's a slump right now. Is it because of like they're missing a guy like a Sammy Watkins, like missing that true like third receiver that's like a huge threat besides like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Is it the offensive line just not gelling well and he doesn't have enough time? Is it him forcing the ball? Like what are you seeing on a week to week basis? Um, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. There's a couple other things in there too. I, Patrick wants to be Patrick of old, and he he's really struggling with the fact that defenses are taking away his toys. Yeah. And I, I guess this is going to turn into an all-kids toy edition, but he's frustrated with that. And at, at no point should a championship-caliber roster be dependent on the third receiver to be the guy that breaks things open. Sure. Um, but they do miss a little bit of that. They, they miss some of the wrinkles that they were able to do because they had guys that could get over the top. And so until they can force the action, until they can break down the cover twos, the cover fours, the sixes where guys are moving around and Patrick has to actually put it in windows and not let his athletes run away. Yeah. It's going to be like this until he fixes it and makes those safeties come down in the box. And, you know, maybe they'll learn to run the ball a little bit more. At that, and that was my following question in terms of like a run game. You you draft Clyde Edwards, Allaire, and like you you see like the start of last season. You're like, oh, okay, like maybe maybe this guy gonna be pretty good. Where are we now, bud? <laughs> like, <laughs> where are we now with him? Like the fact that you don't even have a run game to depend on even a little bit, like that has to like be detrimental to the offense at least in some way. I always put it this way, like. Uh... You know, you, you, you spent the money. You went and got the car you wanted. Yeah. The manufacturers don't warranty the tires, right? Like, you mm. got to keep it all on the road. And it's hiccup here. It's hiccup there. It's it's you had a really nice drag race against the Bills last year where he looked great. He had a yep. couple of back-to-back 100-yard games this year where he looked great. It just can't keep him on the road, and that's the problem right now. And the other thing is that shocks Andy a little bit, and he goes back to what he likes, what he knows he can control. Evidently, there's breaking news. That happens sometimes. <laughs> um, 
and and that's the problem is when they run, they're pretty good at it. You know, just the other night, yeah. they're they're running five yards a clip. The dedication to it isn't there because you have the Ferrari that wants to throw the ball all the time. Sure. I, I've been preaching for the last week, especially against the pack. If you have to control that and you have to control what you get by not calling RPOs, by not giving Patrick yeah. the option to pull the ball and throw it and just call designated runs so you keep it on the ground and you know what the outcome of that game's that run's going to be, whether it's three yards below or three yards above your expectation, it's going to yeah. be on the ground. So it's more of just like, hey, like the game plan is like we are going to run it this many times. Like this is going to be like the dedicated factor to it. So at least there has to be a little bit of a respect to the run, like at least a little bit. <laughs> and then maybe that opens up something. Maybe. Yeah. You got to hope. I mean, there's there's classic ways to approach it. And there's you know, sure. newfangled newness. Exactly. So heading into this week, I mean, this is one of those games that I had circled on my calendar because I was like, here we go, you know. We're finally going to see it. Like, because right. last time Patrick Mahomes was injured. Yeah. His knee was all messed up. And then he came back like a couple weeks later. He's like, oh no, I'm fine. I just snapped that thing back into place. We're good. But the, the idea is like, all right, we're going to finally see Rogers Mahomes. Jake from State Farm was going to be in the stands. It was going to be a beautiful moment. Uh, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers has COVID. So that is uh, not going to be happening. Uh, Kurt Benkert, who's even our practice squad QB, he's has COVID as well. So, Barring any other positive tests, it looks like you were going to see Jordan Love have his first NFL career start. And it's funny because I didn't, even with your guys' trouble this year, I was looking at this and I was like, I think this is just be a great game. Like, it's just going to be a fun game. Our defense has definitely stepped it up this year. But like Patrick Mahomes could just do Patrick Mahomes things and maybe they figure it out, just happened to do so in week nine. What are your thoughts heading into this game, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on the other side of that ball? I, I was only half teasing at the top of the show here because yeah. it, it was it was I, I agree with you. It was going to be a little slugfest. Um, I really wanted to see them like put one camera on Jake and make him make a decision. Like <laughs> that was the, the focus for me. choose between your parents. Which right? one do you love? <laughs> Who do you want to live with, little boy? Uh, yeah, that's what it comes down to. But. I didn't think it was going to be that close to tell you the truth because of everything that you said with, with your defense, having been able to pick itself up by its bootstraps um, <clears throat> Spags, you should probably talk to somebody over there. Uh, <laughs> it, it allows that balance. It allows you to do what you do. And and I know Tanyan's a loss and I know that Aaron wants to look for him. And is Devante off the list yet? I don't even know. He He's potentially could come back on Thursday when this is going to come out. He could come back on Thursday. Same thing with Joe Barry. Um, so hopefully he's going to be able to play. Um, yeah. But that is the idea. And maybe even Dave Bakhtiari is coming back too. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. I'll tell you this. I, I want him to come back because I feel like they're so backed against the corner of the Chiefs defense that they need to get slapped around in order to respond. And I think having the best players out there that you can, I think, is, is a test. You're either going to get embarrassed or you're going to show up. And I think, sure. honestly, that's what they need a little bit. Well, in terms of like, because we don't know what we have in Jordan Love. Like, that's the problem. You had no preseason last year. You had some this year in which Jordan Love got some reps and like he got hurt for the second game. So he wasn't even going to be playing. And like he showed those flashes like a, like basically like he was a rookie QB. I know he's in his second year, but he didn't have any reps. He sat literally all last year. And so like there's gonna be a lot of eyes on this game just to see like how well uh, Jordan Love can do. And I, I want to ask, like, I know that your secondary has been picked apart and stuff like that. And you see like Honey Badger throwing up his hands a whole bunch of times uh, throughout the year. But like, what's the run defense looking like? Because a lot of Packers fans are looking to like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to pick up the slack. 
Yeah, I mean, Dylan in, in particular scares me. Uh, I was real high on him coming out in the draft, and I, I wish he was in Kansas City to do what he's about to do. But <laughs> it, it, it's been a building process. Um, very weak last year. Um, looked bad early. Anthony Hitchens is, is kind of the stalwart there, the, the veteran at the linebacker core. He's been hurt the last couple of weeks where the rookie Nick Bolton's been able to slide into the middle linebacker spot where he belongs and has looked great. I mean, coming downhill, hitting gaps, not letting guys get away from him, open field tackles, doing his job. They had him playing out of position at the Sam before, and it was a mess. And so now you have speed with Willie Gay, uh, one of the, the better athletes at the linebacker position in all of the league, and this rookie Nick Bolton. So the question to me, the thing that I was concerned about was misdirection getting him with his eyes, all the things that Eric can do. I'm not so sure that this isn't an even match now between the Mike backer and the quarterback now. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing, like right now, it's just a wait and see. Like we have no idea what's going to happen. I, I feel a lot conf- more confident because it's in Matt LaFleur's offense. I was mentioning this on the show today that like, I feel like not with Mike McCarthy and like Brett Huntley, where it was just like Aaron Rodgers do everything like here. There's so many different like pre-motion snaps. There's an emphasis on the run game, et cetera. There's a lot of, I guess, accessibility. And on top of that, there's a lot of support on offense for Jordan Love to be successful. And I think for like the Chiefs, this is one of those games. It's like, hey, we're going up to what basically is a rookie QB. Like if there's a time to turn the season around, like this, this might be one of those times. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, at this point, you have to rely on the run game, right? And maybe you play action off of him. I think that's what I would be looking to do. This is a Chiefs defense that, although they have all kinds of issues, they were able to basically shut down. Shutting down, that's probably a stretch. But 84 yards for, for Henry without hurting him, like yep. that that was a decent output, right? You just didn't bother to stop anybody else on that field <laughs> that day. So I feel like the approach is probably going to be similar. Can you take away the run? Can you protect yourself there? And then make the rookie make plays that you've, that no one's ever seen him make, let alone yep. anybody in Green Bay. Exactly. And to kind of uh, look past Sunday's game for a hot second, which by the way, I really wanted in primetime. Like I really wanted that to be Sunday night football, but now like, it's like the schedule makers know they're like, no, it's not happening. It's, 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 it's never going to happen. But in terms of looking past this, you know, the, the chiefs are, are sitting near the bottom of the AFC West. They're hanging out with the Broncos in the basement. Kind of what do you see for the rest of the season based on your schedule? Do you still see a team that can make to the playoffs and then could be dangerous once they get there? You know, I know that there's some doom and gloom that's going on in Kansas city. The fan base is kind of uh, getting a little anxious kind of, (laughs) that was me putting it nicely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. How do you see like the rest of the season, you know, playing out past this game? I I think you need to brush up your writing skills because I think Lenny's getting out of the basement. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know when, but I think it's coming. Um, and you always have the Broncos that can, you know, go ahead and give away your franchise player and see what happens. Um, yep. So true. there's room down there. So I, 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 you heard it here, here, folks. This is a shot. Lenny is going to be exiting the basement. Okay. Climb those <laughs> stairs, bro. Um, when it happens, I don't know. I think they are within striking distance of making sure that they're one of the top 17s in the AFC and they can get into the dance. Yeah. When they get there, it's all it's all on. Oh, yeah. Because... If, if something snaps in a film room one day and all of a sudden you can do half of what you used to do, look out. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's very valid. And in terms of the last question I have for you is in terms of like the fan base on Instagram, because this is news on Instagram, you had like players on the team, including honey badger being like, this is one of the most toxic fan bases. And like, because like they're ripping them apart. Like 
what is going on with the fan base in Kansas City? Like, is it like the what's your like read or pulse on it? Is the sky falling? Is it like cautious optimism? What what's kind of like the sense of, of how the fan base is dealing with this? It's honestly all over the place. It's it's there is certainly a toxic section, sure. <laughs> as there is in every fan base. Every it's fan just base. That in this particular fan base, the the folks that are displeased are a little bit louder or a lot mm. louder. And quite frankly, Tyron likes to go looking on social media for stuff that he can bark back at. So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of it in there, too. But um, he, true, was frustrated with the play of his teammates. Like you said, you can see it on replay all the time. Uh, it is the fight of, of a back-to-back Super Bowl attendee, at least, fighting with the, the realization that getting back there a third time is a monstrous mountain to climb. Oh, yeah. And you got to do it all about right, you know? So... I think it's the expectation thing is this team expects to be competitive in every game, expects to be at least having a lead in every game, which hasn't always been the case. So the fan base itself is coming to terms with that a lot slower than the guys in the building because they see the film every day. So the fans will get caught up and they make playoffs. I think all is forgiven to tell you the truth. Sure. Yeah, it's like you said, you know, you get to the dance and then absolutely anything can happen like that. That's the that's the goal every single year. I mean, the Packers know that very well. That's how they won a Super Bowl, like as the sixth seed, which was the bottom seed before. So, yeah, I I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see um, if the Chiefs are able to turn this around, because I feel like now a lot of people are sleeping on the Chiefs because they're like, oh, like they're not good. So now it's like, hey, there's very little expectation, you know, so now it's just go out there and perform and prove people wrong. But Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, picking your brain, uh, previewing some uh, Packers Chiefs heading into this weekend. Can you tell the people where they can find you and all the things that you do? Uh, the list is long, but you can find me on RGR Football and everything else will go from there. If you don't want to like look it up on YouTube, you can just put rgrfootball.com. It's super easy. There you go. That's just simple. It's three letters. You can do it, folks. Even I can you remember can that. <laughs> but... Ryan, best of luck with the rest of the season. We'll uh, we'll see you on Sunday and see how that uh, unfolds. But thanks so much for watching, folks. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go back, go.